This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning. I'm Ann Romer, stepping in for Jim Lang today, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, we are just one week away from the Kentucky Derby, and friend of the show, Jason Blewett, joins us today. Jason is a racing analyst and handicapper who also works with West Point Thoroughbreds, has a great handle on the Kentucky Derby prep races that have taken place these last few months. He has witnessed some terrific Kentucky Derby points races leading up to the final 20 horses that will enter the starting gate one week from today. Also a shrewd handicapper, today we will have Jason talk about some of the great racing across North America and have him drill down next Saturday's Run for the Roses. In addition today, Kevin Maharaj joins us for the first time on this show. Kevin is Woodbine Entertainment's Director of Digital Strategy. Two weeks ago, Woodbine's Thoroughbred Racing opened for the 2022 season. Earlier in the month, the company announced a partnership with AccuWeather, where its HPI bet site now features AccuWeather race day forecasts and insights into over 400 racetracks that HPI bet offers for betting around the world. You know, Woodbine constantly looking for for new ways to enrich the customer experience. A friend of the show and a regular contributor to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, Ernie Perry will be joining us today, Woodbine's morning line odds maker and head clocker. He's once again going to reach into his bag of handicapping tricks. He'll also look at some recent workouts at Woodbine and maybe come up with potential plays this weekend at the racetrack. And last but far from least, He's back, our co-host Larry Simpson, once again trying to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Mohawk Park, and other North American racetracks today. With our Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a fabulous show, so please get your HBI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action today. When we come back, my co-host Larry Simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent horse racing news. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine. Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks, and government government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. I'm Ann Romer. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm filling in for Jim Lang this week. Let me introduce you, maybe I should say reintroduce you to my co-host and expert on all things ponies, the fabulous Larry Simpson. Larry, it's always great to be with you, and I thank you so much. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I think that a week from today is one of the biggest days when it comes to horse racing in all of North America. Well, it's like Christmas coming early for (laughs) racing fans, right? So, uh, yeah, it's uh, 20 horses going into the gate, and... um you know, hopefully it's a safe trip for all 20 horses. It's a busy day, a 14 race car. That's that's quite incredible. Are any 
different this year? You know, we're kind of moving out of the pandemic. Will we be looking at anything a little bit differently this year? Uh, I think, uh, no, I, I think probably it's uh, you know, going to be business as usual. So I know probably from a from a fan's perspective, there's uh, Churchill Downs, there's going to be a lot more things open for them, their food and, and beverage and that. So because everything was kind of on the low queue, you know, yeah. in the past couple of years. So now the trumpets will be blaring even it, louder. It will be. And the hats will be higher. That's right. I want to bring in Jason Blewett. Now, he is a man of many talents. How do you express what Jason is all about? And in terms of the Kentucky Derby? Well, Jason is a handicapper, an analyst. Um, he has uh, done some work uh, with uh, Gulfstream Park and Naira in the past. And uh, he also uh, has a position now with uh, West Point Thoroughbreds, who uh, have we've had on, on the show before, Terry Finley and that. So uh, uh, Jason pretty well has some good, well-rounded experience, you could say, in the horse racing business. And I think he has an opinion or two that he could share with us as far as the Kentucky Derby. And isn't it great? We have him on the line. Welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Jason Blewett, good to have you with us. And what have you been seeing leading up to the Kentucky Derby in terms of talent and uh, real contenders for this race? Well, good morning, guys. And a week out from the run for the roses, I feel like my opinion might be shared amongst most like hardcore racing fans. This really looks like the deepest Kentucky Derby field in recent memory. I mean, looking at the likely favorite epicenter who's run fast and has done very little wrong in his career, right down to a horse like Taba who is fascinating, and to me, even in a 20-horse field, is kind of like the wild card, just as as well as he's run and with those big figures, but as a horse who's only run a couple of times and didn't start as a two-year-old. So it's a fascinating race from top to bottom, and maybe fitting as we, knock on wood, finally exit the pandemic. What makes the Kentucky Derby so special for you, Jason? I think it's it's a real slice of Americana. I mean, you have the tradition, uh, Kentucky, the Twin Spires, and a race that's been, been run and contested through time over a century and a half. I mean, it's like baseball, apple pie, potato mm. chips, <laughs> and it's the one race and we've got a lot of big events on on the racing calendar. I mean, the other legs of the Triple Crown, and of course Saratoga and Delmar and Keeneland and the Breeders' Cup. But this this Kentucky Derby each and every year, the first Saturday in May, it's just this is the one event where I think everybody's tuned in, mainstream America, North America, and the race. Everybody wants to know who you think is going to win. So we know that things are a little different as we move out of the pandemic, but it could look very different next Saturday if there is no Bob Baffert horse uh, as part of the expected field. Yeah, I, um, that's a whole other uh, you know conversation. I think my short answer is, uh, and I don't really know the man, but I do wish he had just taken his punishment and somewhat quietly took his days and we wouldn't have had the sideshow um, throughout the last year or so with the Medina spirit stuff. Uh, but again, you've got two, two marquee horses that were recently in his care now with, now with different trainers, including Taba. So although Bob Baffert won't be there in attendance, there are a couple of horses with pretty deep ties to him and, uh, perhaps uh, both those horses, Messier and Ataba, are the best of the West coming into this year's Kentucky Derby. Do you remember your first uh, Kentucky Derby? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. It would have been back in 1994 as a fan. I wasn't there. The first Derby I ever went to, uh, Mike Rapoli is a very close friend of mine and uh, had gone to the Breeders' Cup with uh, with Mike Rapoli in 2010 for the Breeders' Cup when Uncle Mo and State Thirsty were two-year-olds. And, of course, Mo would, would win the juvenile. We went back the following year. Mo scratched a few days before the race and State Thirsty ran. But that was a thrill. But my first as a fan was 1994, mm -hmm. and I was, and he's still my favorite horse. That was when Holy Bull 
was three and he was favored and, and go for gin upset him in the, uh, in the mud, which let's hope we have a, a dry and fast track and clear skies a hmm. week from today at Churchill Downs. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you do with West Point Thoroughbreds and how it, it ties in with great races like the Kentucky Derby? Yeah, that's a great question. The bulk of my job is really sales and client relations. So West Point Thoroughbreds, we're a, a public syndicate, a public partnership. Anybody anybody can join. All you got to do is is write out a check, and I'd be happy to, uh, <laughs> if anybody wants to reach out, email me or hit me up on Twitter. If you're potentially interested on being a partner of West Point Thoroughbreds, feel free to reach out. But again, we, we're active at all the major horse auctions, both two-year-old in training and yearling sales throughout throughout the calendar. And we buy horses at those auctions, and it's my responsibility to sell those, sell those horses. I have two co-workers that do sales with me as well, Tom Bellhouse and Jeff Lipson. And our job is to sell those horses to partners, whether they're existing or they're new partners. And you're also doing client relations, which Again, you know, that's uh, talking to our partners, and I love going out. I mean, a nice little bonus to my job is getting to go out in the mornings and watching our horses train. And I think just, you know, succinctly how that's tied into the best the game has to offer is, I mean, we play at the absolute peak and pinnacle of the thoroughbred racing game in North America We've got 120 active horses, 55 of which are two-year-olds this year. And it's pretty neat on a personal note, having a horse like Flightline in California as pretty much the West Point thoroughbred stable uh, calling card with uh, with trainer John Sadler. Wow. You were, Earlier, you were alluding to the fact that it's a pretty open Kentucky Derby this year. And a lot of people are saying that there's seven, eight, nine, maybe 20 horses that can come up and, and, and win the race. Saying that, do you think that there's an outside chance that we could see a triple crown runner, that there may be one horse that may be ahead of the field? Uh, I don't know about it. It, it. it might be a little too early for a triple crown winner, per se. Um, but going in, I mean, the more I look at these, and I get the race hasn't been drawn here. We're a couple of days out from the uh, from the Kentucky Derby being drawn. But I, I and call me boring, I I really see nothing wrong with Epicenter, who's run fast and seems versatile. And I mean, you guys, I think would agree. There aren't many blank spots on a Hall of Fame resume of trainer Steve Asmussen, but the Kentucky Derby is one of those blank spots. Maybe this is this is finally his Kentucky Derby winner, and and I like I like Messier too. I know he lost the Santanita Derby last time out to Taba, uh, but he's run fast and just strikes me as the kind of horse that, not that he needed that race, but I think he's a better horse than than maybe what he put forth last time out at Santanita, and and ultimately, although he was defeated that turned out to be the perfect prep to bring him forward in, in seven days' time. Well, Jason, when I introduced you originally on the show here, it was one of the, the hats you wear is a handicapper. Now, the Derby's a week away, but there's still some great racing today and this weekend. Anything to catch your eye? Yeah, I do a weekly column for Horse Player Now each and every Saturday, and uh, shifting, having shifted from Gulfstream Park a few weeks ago up to the Naira Circuit, uh, with Gulfstream in its uh, little spring-summer lull and the uh, the marquee action on the East Coast having gone up gone up north to Aqueduct and now uh, Belmont Park. Yeah, I've got a couple of horses that I thought would run pretty well. Let me give out as I flip through here. You know what? Let's try in race number five later today at Belmont. Post time is 323 Eastern. The number two fancy feline. I like the fact that this filly looked like she was really headed in the right direction in late January. And then she caught two wet tracks, which I'm banking on the fact she didn't like them. And the, the forecast looks good for, uh, for New York, clear skies. So no threat of, a, uh, of an off track today. And a fancy feline in the fifth. And in the fourth race, 
I do think the number two grand journey is going to run a big one second off the uh, a long layoff for trainer Mike Maker. I'm getting writer's cramp, getting all of this down. <laughs> well done, Jason. Thank you so much. Appreciate your insights and your picks. Jason Blewett, West Point Thoroughbreds. Thanks for joining us on the show. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And no refunds, by the way, on those selections. But good luck, everybody. And I hope everybody has a great day and, of course, a great Kentucky Derby week. And enjoy the Derby in, uh, in seven days' time. There's nothing like that first Saturday in May. Beautiful. Thanks, Jason. When we come back, a new friend of the show, Kevin Maharaj, Woodbine Entertainment's Director of Digital Strategy, joins us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Costa, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. Costa, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the Costa website at costaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Woodbine Entertainment's Director of Digital Strategy, Kevin Maharaj, is joining us today. Recently, Woodbine entered into an agreement with HPI Bet and AccuWeather. It's an initiative that should prove to be a welcome handicapping tool for bettors of all ages. Great to have you on the show, Kevin. Talk to us about this agreement that Woodbine has entered into with AccuWeather. Yeah, thanks, and the uh, the AccuWeather agreement and, and the integration was something that we've been trying to do for a few years, uh, and we've been searching for partners within the Canadian uh, marketplace, and uh, with minimal to no success, we haven't been able to find a partner that could actually uh, meet all our demands because we have uh, quite heavy technology limitations on our site when it comes to, uh, or I should say we scrutinize our technology partners on our site to make sure that they hit the highest standards. Uh, when AccuWeather came to the table with their solution uh, and their and their product, we were incredibly impressed and, and um, couldn't wait to jump on and integrate. Whose idea was it, uh, Kevin? Because I think it's, it's brilliant. Like, I like to handicap horses, and I, I know in the past, if you're doing some pre-handicapping on a Saturday, you know, you want to know what the weather's like at Churchill Downs or wherever they may be racing, because that's going to reflect in your pre-handicapping, right? So uh, whose idea was it to come up with this? Because it was a brilliant idea. Um, well, something that I, I've been looking at for a while, but to be honest, a lot of the great ideas that we have on the site uh, come from our customers and the feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also noticed that a lot of our customers, like, to your point, will navigate to an AccuWeather or, or another weather source to get that information, and we want to keep them on the site to get them as much information as they can while they're there uh, to not have that bounce around and, and to, um, to make that informed decision quickly. I want to talk about just in general, uh, HPI bet. It's an anniversary, and it's been around for a while, which surprises me. But it's it's so great. Uh, what other action will we be seeing from HPI bet in the future? 
Yeah, 25 years is a long time. Uh, it's uh, it's gone through a few iterations, and, and we like to think it's been getting better over the years, and, and um, we keep building upon a success. Uh, this year, we're adding a few more things. Uh, I can't fit my hat too far, but I w- or tip my hand, I should say, not too far, mm-hmm. but um, we are putting a more of a focus on funding withdrawal options, which to any season better they know is uh, always a, a very uh, important point when you're betting on a platform that it's easy to get your money in and it's easy to get your money out. Uh, so you'll be seeing some pretty cool industry-first things happening later this year. Um, another area of focus for us is, is putting more information in the better's hand um, and we have that in in drills when it comes to the racing information and the um and the betting options but this is looking at more from a customer perspective so how are you performing as a customer what are your rois what are your uh, key insights and um we've been able to leverage some of the technology that we've been working on on other projects using our ai tools and our algorithms to present customers with data that to be frank it's something that they wouldn't be able to calculate so uh we have incredible amount of data we're, we're feeding into this engine that's going to kick out some insights for customers hopefully to help them be a better uh a better better and uh, improve their play uh talk about the customers a bit what uh would you say is that demographic what's what's your major demographic um we, we kind of tend to skew a little older on, on, on the male side. Um, we are working on trying to bring that age gap down. As you know, uh, the, the entire marketplace is moving, and, and we want to capture that new audience that's coming through the doors. And the newer generation, they generally don't have the same sort of affinity for horse racing and betting on horses that they did with, say, the generation uh, uh, you know, 30, 40 years ago, just because the marketplace has changed and the amount of uh, available options to them has changed. But um, we, we do tend to sue a little older, but we're trying to close that gap. And we're doing with some of that. Some of those initiatives require, you know, that, that personal touch, that experience, that on-site experience, and getting customers engaged in what they love is that, um, that, that thrilling feeling of being at the races, hearing the horses pound the turf. You know, that energy is something that's very hard to replicate online. And we think bringing them out to the track and giving them a world-class experience through events like Queen's Plate or Woodbine Mile is, is the way to do that. Yeah. Or, a, or a radio show. Right. <laughs> That's a great plug, Larry. Well done. <laughs> so the sights, the sounds, the smells of the racetrack all are part of the experience. Uh, Kevin, as the director of digital strategy, Woodbine Entertainment, what exactly do you do? Good question. Uh, it runs the gamut. We uh, we we focus on on. Uh, multiple areas of the business. As you know, Woodbine is a very large company and we have many complex areas of our business. Uh, the digital strategy focus for this year is on the wagering product. So HPI Bet being our flagship product for the season better, who knows what they're doing. Uh, and it's, and it kind of, it, it, it becomes an introductory point for that intermediate better who's kind of outgrown the simple win play show bets, if you will. Uh, so managing that product line and developing for it and improving it. But also on the other side, we're trying to get that newer customer in and, uh, sort of demystify the, the, the complexities of what it is to get into horse racing. And we've done that with our new product called uh, Dark Horse Bets, which is going to be an on-track, uh, on-track focused product, which lets a customer just download the app from the app store without even p- uh, putting money in. They can play for coins right away, watch live video while they're there, um, and enjoy the racing. So it's an easier onboarding path of how to play with very little um, know-how required. And Dark Horse really has a different demographic than HPI bet, doesn't it? Very much so. Very much so. It is aimed for someone who knows, doesn't even know what a horse is, but when they're <laughs> at the track and they found themselves there somehow and how do they have fun right away. We want to focus on giving them a chance to have a winning experience. Now, we can't guarantee you're going to win your bet, but with some of our bundle bets, uh, it, it aims to do that by taking very complex dutching and algo strategies and bet building strategies that a seasoned pro would do, and we kind of we kind of bring it down to a simplistic level where it's literally just choose how much you want to bet and push a button, and we do all the work for you. Let's find out about your own experience with horse racing. Obviously, you come into this from the technological side of things in the digital world, but the actual horse racing has it had an impact on your life? Oh, for sure. Like when I started, uh, so next month will be 10 years I've been with Woodbine. I never thought I'd be saying that, <laughs> uh, but it's been an awesome 10 years. And uh, when I first came in, I was one of the few people in the building who had no connection to horse racing at all. 
Uh, and that was kind of part of the reason and strategy I was brought in is to come in with fresh eyes um, and, you know, have a respect for the industry and, and, and the uh, the sport on the whole, but also bring in a fresh perspective. And I think that's been part of what our, our, our path has collided with to create success is looking outside of just sort of the traditional lens to build upon it. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been 10 awesome years. Hopefully there's another 10 more to go as, as the industry constantly changes. That's one thing that um, the industry gives you is it's as much as it's been around for many, many years, it's constantly changing. Like it's, it's not stagnating at all. It, it's, it's constantly got you on your toes. Um, technically it does from the different bed types and the customer demand for what they want to see and how they want to interact. Uh, and even at a macro level, when it comes to policy changes and legislation that affects our business, it constantly keeps you on your toes. It's been very exciting. As you know, Kevin, I talk to a lot of people in the industry and, and uh, from other racetracks and other jurisdictions and that. And one thing that seems to be common is that HPI Bet has been rated one of the best wagering platforms in the world, in North America and the world. Uh, what do you think has accounted for this? Oh wow! I mean, that's that's high praise, and and uh, on behalf of the team, we'll take it. it it's uh, and that's probably what it is. Is the secret is, is our team. We have a very diverse team as far as expertise and skills and and um, and, and industry knowledge, I would say. But uh, it's the it's the the culmination of all that working stronger together, not dismissing ideas, thinking outside the box. Like I said, trying to avoid all the cliches, but it really is that. It's it's not looking at the the, the traditional lens of how things work. Uh, and challenging ourselves, the, we pushed through many firsts in our industry. Um, I mean, I could I could list them off. One that comes to mind that may be more particular to sort of a novice audience is the ability to log in with your social account. So log it in with your Facebook ID or your Twitter ID or your even PayPal now, um, which you know from for most commercial sites not a big deal, but for horse racing and betting specifically, it was a big deal because people didn't want to touch that. We were the first ones to do that. Um, and a bit of a feather in our cap is we do keep an eye on the on the competition, and we've seen over the years some of our innovations and our features that have been introduced on HPI Bet now being used on their platform. So we'll, we'll take that as a, a silent coup that we, we're <laughs> we're doing the right thing. But uh, the customer feedback is always gold, and and we think that's uh, been the key is listening to that customer, explain those changes, and then thinking a little different when it comes to how our team addresses. Uh, and- product development. And are you looking at the customer, the, the savvy customer, the one who's got a lot of experience, or the one, someone like myself, who's still putting just a small toe into the industry? And does it work both ways? Are you able to satisfy both ends of the spectrum when it comes to the customer and HBI bet? HBI bet? That, that's, that's a great question because it, it's, uh, it's been long challenged. Can we have one platform for everybody? You know, if our platform was more middle of the road, I would say we could probably find a, 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 an on-ramp for both of those. But to be fairly realistic and, and, and pragmatic, there is not a strong enough platform that can satisfy a, a, a newbie, if you will, and a mm-hmm. season better. So what we've done is we shifted the focus for HBA Bet to be highly focused and highly targeted to that season better. Now, we've done... Um, you know, universal changes on the uh, customer experience and the user interface to to simplify as much as we can from a look and feel and from a navigation standpoint. But there will be terms that a newbie, a newbie just wouldn't know, and those customers are the ones we prefer to onboard first with dark horse bets and then get them graduated up the path of of um, understanding so they play on the HPI bet platform. What does HPI stand for, by the way, in HPI bet? Wow, that should be a that should be a trivia question. Gotta, <laughs> I don't know if I should be disclosing that. A little jeopardy but, here. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, it is uh, for for the long timers that have been following since the early days. Uh, the original name HPI was actually uh, an initialism for uh, Horse Player Interactive. Mm-hmm. So that's what the HPI stands for. Uh, and over the years, we added the bet, and then uh, we realized in back about ten years ago, someone typing in horseplayerinteractive.com is fraught with with uh, spelling mistakes and Google searches, <laughs> and it just made it terrible for SEO. So we decided to shorten the name and call it HBI Bet. Good answer. <laughs> you mentioned that you you've been with the company for ten years, uh, Kevin, and and you basically came out of uh, you know another industry, I guess you could say. What did you know about Woodbine? 10 years ago. Yeah, I don't know if I should be proud or, or, or uh, embarrassed about this, but uh, <laughs> when I had my interview at Woodbine, that was the first time I set foot on the property, not even the, not even through the doors, but on the property. 
and I didn't realize it, but my whole life I lived 15 minutes away from the track. <laughs> and um, what I told what I told the uh, the hiring manager, who was my boss at the time, was like, "That's a problem. I'm I'm the demo you want to go after mm-hmm. that has the disposable income that likes sports and likes entertainment, and this is where I would want to be." Um, so. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was next to no interaction with it at all until that point. But it worked out for the best, right? <laughs> I, I think so. I hope so. Well, it seems like it has. You're still there, and they got the demographic that they wanted, right? So. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, well done. Oh, Kevin Maharaj, Director of Digital Strategy, Woodbine Entertainment. Thank you so much for just being a wonderful guest on our show. Thanks again. My pleasure. Anytime. Thank you for having me. When we come back, we say hello to a regular contributor, Ernie Perry. He is Woodbine's morning line odds maker and head clocker. He joins us in just a few moments right here on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine show. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Live in Ontario? Ever dreamt about owning a racehorse? you need to take Ontario Racing's Horse Ownership 101 Virtual Seminars. Join horse racing expert Elisa Blow and learn about standard bred and thoroughbred ownership opportunities in Ontario with options for every price point. These free sessions are available in a one-on-one setting or as a group. For a list of seminar dates and to book your ownership seminar, go to ontarioracing.com horse ownership today. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Live Harness Racing continues at the Meadowlands Racetrack every Friday and Saturday evening with a post time of 6.20 p.m. The Big Games Championship meet is highlighted by the Meadowlands Pace on July 16th, and on August 6th, it's the famed $1 million Hamiltonian, headlining an exceptional day of stakes events with a special post time of 12 noon. Watch and wager on all of the Big M's exciting harness racing action through your HBI bet account and Dark Horse app and be part of the Meadowlands Racing Experience. Visit PlayMeadowlands.com for racing details. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at COSAonline.com or call 905-854-2672. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Woodbine's thoroughbred season is now in full swing. That means Ernie Perry is probably one of the busiest people on the planet. He has a dual role. He is head clocker and morning line odds maker. Glad you could take some time to be with us today, Ernie. Welcome. What's it like having live racing back at Woodbine? Must be busy, but it's a good four-letter word. It is. It's fantastic. Uh, More importantly, with the live racing is we have fans. So, uh, you know, for a couple of years there, we no fans were allowed, and uh, the fact that we have fans uh, makes live racing a whole lot better. How about in the mornings, Ernie? Is it uh, pretty busy clocking horses now? It's picking up, uh, Larry. You know, we started out slow due to Mother Nature. Obviously, you know, we're, they, they can only go as good as the weather can, and with some cold days and some freezing, and it's still cold to this day, but... At least the tapita uh, is uh, going good. It's open, and uh, we're definitely picking up. Last time we were all together, which was the last time I filled in for Jim Lang, you were with us, and I'm so happy about that. You explained beautifully uh, what clocking a horse is about. Can you refresh my memory on that? Yeah, sure. And so we're there at 5.30 in the morning, mm. uh, usually till 10, 10.30 on the training track. We have two different tracks. Uh, the track that I'm mainly on is the Tapita. So horses get called in to work a quarter mile, a three-eighths of a mile, a half a mile, some five-eighths of a mile, and three-quarters of a mile. They call us through the gap attendant, 
a gap attendant radios it to the front side, which is the racetrack with a sheet rider takes the name of the horse. She relays it to, we, there's three clockers. I have a book of all the horses on the grounds right now. It sits at about 1,559. And it's a little description of what the horse looks like. So once the horse is called in, we identify that it's the correct horse. Uh, and then it's a free-for-all. We just watch them, watch the poles. When a horse hits up one of the poles that it's working, we just call it out. And we just hand time, stopwatches. You know, three clockers, two stopwatches each. We could have 60 horses at one time, usually and, after the herald breaks. So it gets pretty hectic. And in the dark for the early part of this, if you're talking 530 in the morning. It is dark. We do have lights on the track, so that's a big help. Uh, unfortunately, the training track, there are no lights. So they start at 6, and it's been getting bright about 630 now. So um, not many people work in the dark on the training track, but on the main track, we do have lights. When will we see uh, workouts on the turf course? That's a great question. I was just discussing that today, and uh, we're looking at probably the middle of June, and that'll be on the training turf mm -hmm. track, uh, Larry. The main track will be reserved for some of the bigger stakes, but um, again, all depending on the weather uh, and the way the grass has been growing and, and not growing, so we'll have to wait till probably the middle of June for training track turf uh, sessions. Ernie, what's the difference between, let's say, a good workout and a top-notch, an excellent workout? Yeah, so a, a top-notch is, I'd like to say, when uh, a horse does it on his own. No mm. urging from the jock whatsoever, and in a relatively quick time. So that's all natural ability. That, to me, is a top, top-notch workout. Others uh, work in quick time, but, you know, they either have to chase somebody or uh, another another workmate, so they'll go quicker. If they work with someone else, um, they might want, you know, lead them to go a little quicker. And if there's a little urging, those are all good works. And for the most part, they're all good works. Very, very few are uh, top-notch works. Okay. I want to come back to uh, basically this weekend's uh, racing cards at, at Woodbine with you shortly, Ernie. But first off, I'd like to get your opinion whether you've been keeping tabs on the Kentucky Derby preps. And next week is the Kentucky Derby. Is there anybody you like or anybody that caught your eye? Yeah, I, I love the last race of Zandon. Uh, Chad Brown trains. Uh, Flavian Pratt was on. This race was just stuck behind a wall of horses at Keeneland and not much pace and just uh, wiggled through and uh, opened up towards the end. So, you know, and he's going to be one of the choices, I believe. Um, so not much price there, but for a price horse, I like Messier, uh, formerly trained by Bob Baffert. He's under suspension. Um, just lost the Santa Anita Derby to a nice horse that'll be in the, in the Kentucky Derby that, you know, will take a bit more money. But for a long shot, uh, I like Messier. And what about this weekend? What about racing this weekend? What are you seeing? What are you feeling? Yeah, today uh, we're looking at race six as a first-time starter, Lady Brew for Stephen Chirkop. I've been watching this horse since last year as a two-year-old, and I uh, love the way it's been working from last year. Didn't make it to the starting gate, but I'm willing to give this one a chance uh, in a competitive field. And then there's another price play in the 10th race, uh, Moonpool for Ian Black. This one's 10 to 1 as well. Worked okay in 101 and 1. It's cheaper company of a race, but, you know, there's not much speed in the race. The horse is doing well, uh, so I'll give that one a chance. Um, tomorrow, there's several I like. We'll start quickly with race two. Number three, Bought a Swing, is a two-year-old for Barb Minshaw. She's a filly taking on the boys, so she looks a little spry. Uh, race three, Uncle Spider, 8 to 1 for Danny Vela. This one had beaten some decent company in a work, and that's always a key when you're you're looking at horses. Uh, and that one I really like, uh, race four, Nono's Little Boy for Kevin Attard. This one's been working snappy. He gave a, one of his entry mates a good tussle the other day. And I'm just hoping to continue the streak. Last year, I'm sorry, last week, if um, you know the fans were watching on our website, they can follow the clock report. I had two winners on Saturday, one on Sunday. So it was a good day. So just looking to continue that streak this weekend. 
Besides your clocker specials, uh, Ernie, do you have any other special handicapping angle that you may fall back onto? I do when I handicap. It's it's tough, Larry. I, I've become so accustomed to just watching horses work. Yeah. You know, there's so much more to it, and I leave that to the pros. So I, I read a lot of different journals and information. One of my angles is I love when a horse gets bet down, takes a lot of money, doesn't fire, and comes back at a big price. You know, there's a reason the horse was bet down, so I, I really like that angle. But um, for the most part, it's what I see in the morning, and, and I just go with that. You have several titles. One is Head Clocker. The other is Morning Line Odds Maker. I'm sure there are many more beyond that, but what exactly is Morning Line Odds Maker? So the program comes out maybe 48 hours before, the day before, and I, I assign odds to horses in each race. And the goal there is I'm not picking winners with those odds. I'm just trying to let the public know what I feel, in my opinion, the horses will go off at the end of the race. So if you're looking at the program the day before and you see a horse at 4-1, to one, my goal is at the end of the race that horse went off at 4-1. to one. Have I ever been 100% bang on in every race? It's almost <laughs> impossible. Have I butchered several races making horses? <laughs> Big uh, odds, and they've gone off low all the time. So, thankless job, but that's what it's for. And, you know, if you're putting together tickets like pick fours and pick fives, you might look at a horse, oh, he's 21, I'm going to leave him out. You know, leave it out at your own peril, but a lot of people do because they just look at the, the those morning line odds. So, that's what the morning line odds are for. But sometimes the morning line odds are any work the other way too, right? Like there might be a horse that was 20 to 1 in the morning line and he opens up at 3 to 1. So do you consider that that was live money that went on that horse or that you yeah, made it? Did, exactly, or did you make an error with up. your morning line? Well, yeah, I go back every day. I do go back every day and I study and I, and I see if I would have done something different. And a lot of times I wouldn't have, but a lot of times, yeah, you know, I probably missed something. But there's a lot of things I don't know, and uh, that's going to catch me all the time. Obviously, the barn knows, you know, the, the horse could have had a problem in the last race, a certain problem, they fixed it. On paper, you see a horse and you think, well, this horse shouldn't be a, uh, any sort of price. But I just go by pretty much the, the past performances and trainers and, and riders. So I, I, I can get caught several times, and it's happened in the past. Do you ever have a gut feeling about a horse, not knowing what may have just happened in the recent past. Do you ever have, you look at a horse and you watch it and you think this horse is going to go all the way or this horse really doesn't have a future. Do you trust your gut? Yeah, that's exactly um, what it, most of it comes down to. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a very tough thing to do. And I respect a lot of the uh, handicappers and especially clockers that do it. If you just look with the untrained eye, every horse looks almost the same in the morning working out. They go a minute, between a minute and, say, 102, they look all the same. Now, some of them you can see they might stop at the wire, so that's a good sign to say, well, that horse, you know, I don't think will make it or that's a bet against. Some will continue on past the wire. But for the most part, they look all the same, and it's very intricate to try to dissect who's going to be better than the other. If you're looking at a race like the Kentucky Derby next week, how important are the workouts leading up to this race? Well, they're they're very important. Um, you know, you can catch them online now. They do full workout shows, uh, and it's great for the public to to see because you know you can see if a horse works in fifty nine and gallops out strongly in one eleven or one ten, or if a horse gallops out in 114, something might be amiss, and that's a little clue for you to say, hey, you know, I'm going to take my chance and leave this horse off the ticket. And it's all about building that ticket, and the more horses you put in, the more it's going to cost you. So you're going to have to eliminate And And the Kentucky Derby is a race where, you know, they're in there for a reason, so there's a lot of good horses, but it can get quite of a costly ticket if you don't eliminate some of them. Ernie Perry, Woodbine's head clocker and morning line odds maker, Thank you so much for joining us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. It was a thrill. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend.
After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine Mohawk Park, the Meadowlands, and racing at several other North American tracks. Please make sure that your HBI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to ontarioracing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering Platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Before we wrap up the show, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems as Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. So, Larry, take it away. Thanks, Anne. Uh, let's start with Belmont Park. Uh, they have a 10-race card today in New York, and race 10 is a maiden special weight for New York breads, three-year-olds and up, six and a half furlongs on the dirt, and a purse of $75,000. Uh, I pay attention to anything that trainer Brad Cox sends out these days, and in particular, horses making either their second start off a layoff or their second start lifetime. In the case of number four, Tap in the Bank, that's a good name, eh? Yeah, Tap I like in the that. Bank, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you have a little bit of both. As Tap in the Bank debuted last September at Belmont at a six furlong race, was three wide much of the race, and it was more just an experience race for the horse. Uh, horse tired to finish a well-beaten fifth. But of interest was that this guy was bet down to just over four to one that day. So somebody else must have liked him. And probably knowing Brad Cox, the horse came in with some nice workouts and that. And Brad Cox is known to have the horses ready first time out. So... Uh, I think that was, uh, it was the Brad Cox being the trainer process on that. So uh, uh, what that race was uh, for 2021, uh, I'm not going to say that he actually didn't show up uh, at that race, but he did show a little bit. He was three wide and, and he, he did tire in that. So he, obviously he wasn't ready. Yeah. He didn't show up on the, speaking of showing up, he didn't show up on the workout sheet uh, until uh, March this year where he had a three furlong breeze at Keeneland. But since moving back to Belmont, uh, where he'd be racing today, Tap in the Bank has had four works in the month of April, the last three at five furlongs. And we've talked on this show how I love five furlong workouts, especially when they're back to back to back to back. Uh, today, Brad Cox adds Lasix, which is a real high percentage move for him. And as mentioned earlier, you have a horse that is making both its second lifetime start and its second off a layoff. Right. So Brad Cox is just super incredible with horses like that. So Belmont Park, race 10, number four, 
tapping the bank. Kind of a late bloomer, but blooming nonetheless. Well, yeah, and he's a nice, nicely bred horse, uh, and they paid a lot of money for him. So they, they obviously just took some time with him, and uh, he wasn't ready to go forward last uh, September. So, you know, I think Brad Cox is a very smart trainer, and he's yeah. winning races every place else. So who's going to argue with him, right? So Let's go to Woodbine. Okay, Woodbine has a 10-race card uh, with a 110 post time today uh, for the first race. Race six is a maiden special weight, seven furlongs on the Tapita for a purse of $123,200. It's for fillies and mares, three-year-olds and up. Uh, the number three horse, Crackle Candy, hails from friends of the show, Chiefswood Stables and Robert Landry. And uh, this well-bred three-year-old uh, filly debuted back at Gulfstream Park on December 29th at a mile and a sixteenth on the Tapita surface. And... Crackle Candy tried to set the pace for much of that race, and this was a time that the speed just wasn't carrying at Gulfstream on the Tapita, and she weakened and finished 10th. It was a good educator. The race doesn't look that good on, you know, she was 10th, but uh, for Crackle Candy, uh, she's been very busy on the training track uh, March and April, both in Florida and here at Woodbine, uh, with her two last works at Woodbine being, again, back-to-back five furlong works. There's that five furlong key again. I think the Gulfstream experience should really help uh, Crackle Candy, and the seven furlong distance should help get her back on track today. So going from the mile and the 16th to seven furlongs, I don't think is really going to hurt her. So Woodbine, race six, number three, Crackle Candy. We move to Woodbine Mohawk Park. Yeah, Woodbine Mohawk Park has an 11 race card, and race three is a one-mile pace for a purse of $15,000. Number two, Harry G, is a horse that has really been in great shape the past four races with a win, two-thirds, and a fourth during that period. I liked his chances last week, actually, and and as two weeks back, he had closed very well from eighth. He just finished third and just missed uh, the win by a length and a quarter. So actually, a lot of people liked Harry G last week because they bet him down to the favorites. So <laughs> I guess I wasn't the only one. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, driver D- Doug McNair took Harry G to the lead just past the half last week, giving the horse all chances to you know to 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 win. And the horse weakened in the stretch and finished fourth. But uh, I think tonight the inside post should help again as Harry G. Uh, has or I shouldn't say Harry G, but Doug McNair is back driving. He's got a lot of options tonight uh, with this horse. He can maybe leave a little bit. He can sit tight on the rail. So I think he should be able to carve out a good trip for the for Harry G. So Woodbine Mohawk Park race three number two Harry G. And last but never least the it, Meadowlands. The Meadowlands, and again they have a thirteen race card tonight. And race number two is a one mile pace for a purse of twelve thousand five hundred dollars. Number two, as always, has a couple of things to like tonight. First, after two post seven, he draws his cozy seven hole tonight. And I like the fact that driver uh, David Miller drives him back tonight, uh, which is a top angle, I think, in harness racing. And, and we've talked about this on this show that, you know, you'll see these harness drivers, they'll pick up a drive on a horse and they do learn something that race. And when they drive the horse back, they probably the one that said, I want to drive the horse back because I learned something from that horse, and there's usually a good uh, win percentage out of that. So I always look to that. Uh, um, last, uh, last race, uh, as always, was in a class higher uh, than he is tonight, and although he finished uh, sixth, he was only beaten two and a quarter lengths, pacing his last quarter in 27 flat. Uh, this guy had a small break from January to March, and since uh, coming back to the races, he's raced well, but just not well enough to win. So I think that may change tonight. So the Meadowlands race two, number two, as always. You know, I have to commend you. You are old school in this way. You write out everything. All that you've just said to us is handwritten, which I think is fantastic. So you're old school, but you are spot on. You do such a great job, Larry Simpson. Well, thank you. I, I have to write it down because otherwise my memory is not good and I forget. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sure appreciate everything that you do. And thank you for letting me sit in the saddle this week while Jim Lang is off. And he's back next week. Oh, I like that. Sit in the saddle. <laughs> <laughs> you are such a pleasure and a treasure, Larry Simpson. Thanks. Thanks, Anne. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. 
Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.